Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Ritual Motions RMTV. We have an exciting show this week. Um, as always, our very own Jamie has some great things to talk about. I know he has some updates from Comcast and Nerd Street Gaming. And our guest this week is a neuroscientist, Dr. Sharma. Um, actually, let's get right into it with Dr. Sharma right now and uh, see how things are going. Dr. Sharma, thank you for coming on the show. It's my pleasure, Mr. Dana. Thanks for having me here. So I'd like to get the community just to know a little bit about you. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, at the moment, I am working as a postdoctoral neuroscience researcher in the City College of New York. Uh, I'm working on the transcranial brain stimulation. Uh, before that, I completed my PhD from National University of Singapore in Singapore on neuroscience, where my PhD was focused on role of epigenetics and memory. And uh, this is uh, where I am today. Well, that's really exciting. Neuroscientist, this is a first for RMTV. So, you know, a, a quick question I have for you, like, how did, how did you get into it? Like, what was the thing that all of a sudden you decided one day, like, I want to be a neuroscientist? Well, I will not say that it was, uh, you know, at the moment the sp of spur thing, it was just like a gradual, um, I guess I was being gradually pushed into being a neuroscientist in the way that uh, always uh, as a child, I was curious. Uh, science was a thing. My father like always stressed on the importance of education. So I was like, uh, interested in biology i wouldn't say to start with was neuroscience like uh, you know like how cells are the more and more i understood the human anatomy and physiology i would always be in awe and then uh, being a curious child i always had many questions but just that i was an introvert so it was hard for me to ask the questions and um, as i moved on to my master's program and i was reading about neuroscience so what i realized is that rather than me asking questions to someone else why don't i find answers by myself so the answer to that was why not go in research? And of course, like how I came to neuroscience was, um, there was this course in the master's program where we were reading about how memories are formed, there are different forms of memory. But then of course, in the textbook, you don't get all the information. So I was like, okay, how does this happen? How does that happen? And that led me to, okay, if I need answers, maybe I should take the path of being a neuroscience researcher. And uh, well, uh, the story is obvious from then on. That's interesting. I, you know, and I know we had the opportunity to talk a couple of times beforehand. And one of the things I thought was interesting, how you talked about while you were going for your PhD, um, you used um, gaming and played video games as almost a way to unwind and relax. And, and I'd love for you to kind of talk a little bit about that, about that connection of, of why you were doing all that hardcore studying and how you leveraged gaming as a as a way of almost escapism and, and relaxation? Uh, yeah, actually I started gaming from my masters actually. So that was the first time I moved out of my home. And of course, as I said that I was introvert by nature. So, you know, like uh, rather than where people, you know, go out, hang out with people. So I was like, you know, I also need to have my own pastime or escapism. And of course, when you're into gaming, it gives you a surge of dopamine i mean we can talk more about it uh and then you feel good about it at the end of the day like you know you have crossed some levels you have slayed some enemies and uh, that's how my uh tryst with the gaming started but of course phd moving from my home country to a foreign country as a young adult uh it was a new experience 
and uh, relocating to a new nation of course it comes with its own certain set of uh, you know like adjustments and a little bit of difficulties you do feel homesick and on top of that doing phd it was uh, because it's like research it's not that the things are in your control like how in bachelor's and master's program you read stuff and then of course you learn about it and you write it out and you're done but in research i realize you know like things are not in my hand experiments when they're going to work they're going to work when they don't don't work they're not going to work and that is what led me to you know like again come back to gaming because of course after a stressful day you need to unwind and relax and uh, i started with smaller games first moving on to like some ninja games and then some superhero games uh, and the interesting part is like since i was already studying neuroscience so i knew the importance of neuromodulation in cognition and memory and of course like you know the work you are doing how focused and attentive you can be uh, but it's just that once you are playing games uh, so there are two components when you're playing games so there's something called the reward circuitry of the brain which gets activated and there's a dopamine release and dopamine is one of the neuromodulators of synaptic plasticity which forms the basis of memory and of course higher cognition later and that is actually a well, well known fact so if we get to have that a little surge of dopamine and then afterwards if you're working on something else of course our attention will be better like you know it could be either reading some research article in my case because that's what i had to do at times or focusing on my experiment so it helped me perform better but at the same time when we are into e gaming i realized the other end of it also because when you're playing 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 of course it's easy to fall into well what we call as addiction these days so in your science uh we do have this internet gaming so i have gone through all the phases and i was able to differentiate what happens at what stage so that's really you know it's really interesting cuz on one hand um you leverage gaming in what happens with your brain to almost get you pumped up or or ready to go for you know studying for your php and on the other hand um with the gaming factor and this is really what i'd like to talk to you next about right where we've talked about this where gamers um become tilted um they there's so much stress they're playing 8 hours a day 10 hours a day 12 14 hours a day in some cases 7 days a week and they become tilted their stress it affects their sleep and you know maybe doctor it'd be really interesting to talk about the like why does that happen like what what's going on in the brain um that kind of triggers that and that's that's one and then the other part is like how is there a way to help stop that you know got it so okay i'm going to start with the bad part of it yeah which is the tilting so what happens is of course when someone starts playing games he feels good he or she feels good because of course there's a surge of different neurotransmitters and once they get into that zone and they are like uh it's 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 not wrong to say but the kind of thing which happens in the brain is similar to what happens in drug addiction so gradually what happens is like as i mentioned that dopamine is a neuromodulator which is actually good uh for because you need it for attention and of course you know the attentive control that shapes your cognition and everything else but what happens with time if you are like exposing yourself to those cues repetitively and the dopamine is being released and released and there comes a point where the cells sensitivity to dopamine reduces like it's not as it should be 
in normal scenarios. So in those cases, what happens is now our body needs even stronger input to get that high. And this is when uh, we fall into the addiction of gaming. So we go keep going deep and deep and deep. So this is just one aspect. There are, of course, multitude of reasons because just to keep it simple so that people can understand. So the reward circuitry, we call it reward circuitry of the brain. And there has been research done, which they have shown also there are changes associated with the reward circuitry, mostly the ventral striatum. This is a region in the brain. And even in the resting state of these gamers, they have seen that it's different than how it should be in the health, you know, non-gamers. Mm -hmm. So that's the start of the things. And of course, another component of gaming is uh, there are different factors, different brain areas which change. And these different brain areas that are changing, they are responsible for a multitude of, I would say, functions. Uh, first of them being attention and control, as I've already mentioned. Of course, like, you know, in the beginning, you get more attentive, but as you go on, it just, you know, spirals out of control. And then second one is motor function, because of course, like for the people, you know, who are in like maybe racing or uh, I don't know, like wrestling or stuff like that, because you have to have some moves, even though they're not doing those moves, they're still moving the keys. Uh, they're thinking about those moves. So there's motor function, which is also being affected. Now, again, that's a uh, topic for another debate, whether it's increased or decreased, depending on the factors. Uh, then another being the impulse control. That is where it gets tricky. Now, uh, normally our brain tends to, you know, we can control certain impulses, but once we are falling into this loop, we are kind of losing that uh, impulse control. And of course, the most important, now we're coming to it, is the emotional regulation, which is, you know, the stress, the anxiety, and the frustration. And of course, the sensory motor coordination. So now coming on to this emotional regulation loop. First of all, uh, when we are into e-gaming, we lose our impulse because we are so much into it, it's giving us high. And after a point, of course, we need to cross more levels to get the same kind of high, which we were able to get in maybe like the first very simple levels. So now we need to be there so that we get there. And once you lose that impulse control, now comes that emotional regulation factor. Now there are two kinds of stress, eustress and de-stress. Eustress or acute stress is good. Like, you know, just how before the exam, you're stressed, you want to learn just before that, so it's fine. But then there's a chronic stress, which is like, oh my God, what's going to happen? That screws up the whole system. So with eustress, in the beginning, it's fine. When people are getting, you know, you're used to the e-gaming. So it's helping them, you know, take those challenges on, get the high and keep on moving forward. And then there comes a point which I have experienced that normally in some of the games, there are PVP, player versus player challenges or tournaments, and you form a group or something like that. And then of course, your performance, it reflects on the group performance. And now gaming world, we are escaping so that we can get the recognition. So now we want to maintain that recognition. So now that eustress converts into de-stress. And now this leads to that frustration level. So there's a very fine line between these two. So this is how the tilting, like, you know, the gamers have this tilted uh, response. And after a while, if we are not being mindful of what's happening, of course, it gets worse and worse. And now coming back to how we can avoid it. So that is the million dollar question. Of course, like more research needs to be done. But whatever my understanding is from the research that has been done until now, as I mentioned that dopamine is, you know, like a neuromodulator, which is there for attention, motivation and learning. So one thing is like, you know, maybe uh, 
that's again we have to have control on ourselves we have to like have a schedule because of course in today's world we do understand of course in the coronavirus time also everyone is inside everyone is stressed so why not use this to our advantage rather than to our disadvantage and how do we do that so what we do is you know like uh, schedule different pockets of time like let's say i'm going to play a game from 12 to 12:15 and for the next 45 minutes i'm going to focus on my work it could be anything it could be actually your school work or you want to read a book or maybe you just want to have a nice chat with your you know friends or family and then again you have that 15 minutes break where you go back to your game and then you again have the 45 minute other things to do like it could be relaxing anything so in this case when you are designing your gaming time in this way what will happen is now those 15 minutes you have had enough dopamine surge and now your body has enough you're not like you know continuously going through the similar cues where your you know like the regions brain regions and the dopamine receptors are being are uh, losing their sensitivity so now you can use this dopamine to actually even focus on your work and also feel productive and you go back to your gaming because of course we love it and we want to cross those levels and have those milestones reached and then you go back again and then another thing is is to be very mindful of you know like when because we have to understand this that we are we are going to the e gaming because we want to escape we want to have a relaxation so it becomes very important to have you know that feeling hey we are here to relax not to get stressed out if we are not beating an opponent it's fine we can go back increase our powers increase our points buy some cool weapon and go back and then slay the enemy so it's fine if you're not getting uh, let's say uh, what you have decided to okay i'm going to have this much points and this much rank in this battle it's fine you can come back again later with that dopamine which works in your favor because then you will be attentive also you are doing the stuff and that will also increase your focus in your game so these are some of the points which you know we can keep in consideration and of course like in between if you are doing light physical exercises maybe meditation could be anything because different people have different interests and you know like different inclinations so for some people like you know since you are sitting like you have done that 15 minutes gaming you can do either your work or you can have some exercises mindfulness like go out just take a stroll outside dance listen to music come back that will also increase your focus in the game also so it's like you know like uh both are like it's a loop yeah so i, I so that's really fascinating so what's interesting i'm sure a lot of folks are probably saying this to themselves right now is like okay 15 minutes of gaming i'm i'm still halfway through the game i still have what is that window is there a magic window where the dopamine dopamine um kind of kicks in as you said where it's that positive where you get that energy is it is is it time is is, is it 15 minutes is it a half an hour does it change with individuals like is there a certain magic window that that you know folks can look at and say okay if i game for a half an hour i'm actually going to get all the benefits um to you know to to go to something else so actually it might depend on person to person like of course maybe to begin with it could be like 10 minutes 15 minutes because when you're on lower level normally like if you're doing a certain stuff which is novel or certain stuff which gives you an high like just that moment is enough because dopamine is released into your body so you don't need like even more of that but i do understand because there are certain levels like you know you maybe need 20 minutes 25 minutes and that happens when you are like leveled up in the game so maybe then you have to design your schedule in a way that you are playing for half an hour and then you are having one and a half hour break 
So it should be like, you know, in that sense, so you're not like on the e-gaming, like even if let's say you want to play for eight hours and you're not sleeping or you're taking naps in between. So you have to design it in a way that you're not into that continuously. Uh, but to specifically answer your question, uh, I am not sure if we have come to a specific time window, but we do know that there are individual variation and we do know that this dopamine search happens as long as you're a person or like, of course, like most, most of the research is done in animals, they're exposed to a novel environment or a novel experience, and then you have a dopamine surge. That's great. Well, Dr. Shaman, I want to thank you for taking the time today. And also really more importantly is breaking the mold of what people tend to think about gamers, right? And we talk about this all the time. Everyone, I have these conversations and when we talk about esports and gaming, and, and most people have this idea that it's a 22-year-old guy in his parents' basement playing video games for um, you know 23 hours a day. But here um, we have a neuroscientist, female gamer um, that is really it is it's inspiring. So I, I really want to thank you for taking the time today to to coming on the show. Um, I'm going to say to our community, you know, you can always reach us at rmtv at ritualmotion.com and email. Some folks may have some other questions or, you know, this is a pretty um, deep conversation and there's a lot of great knowledge that you just shared with us. So I'll let the community, if they do have questions, you know, I'll filter those to you. But um, I do want to thank you for taking your time today and coming on. Thank you so much, Mr. Dana. It was my pleasure and I would be happy to answer any questions people have. That would be my pleasure. I want to thank once again, Dr. Shaman. That was unbelievable. We went from neuroscience and talking about endorphins and video games. Jamie, what did you think about all that? That was awesome. I've learned a bunch of things that I haven't learned before or didn't know. So it was great to hear from Dr. Shaman about the endorphins and this neuroscience of esports and gaming. So I'm excited too, because I know you have some things kind of um, um, coming up with uh, Nerd Gaming and Comcast. I mean, why, why don't you get right into it? Yeah, sure. So um, it's actually pretty interesting considering you and I got to meet Nerd Street Gaming at the College Expo uh, earlier this year, but uh, they'll partner up with Comcast Business. Uh, then Comcast Business is going to supply their locations with high-speed internet, um, and, it, and that's, it's a huge step for Nerd Street Gaming. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. That you know that, and once again, we talked about this last week. It's going to be interesting with a lot of these physical um, esports cafes. Um, how they're going to manage the next several months of social distancing and 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 bringing in folks. Exactly right. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, you know, especially with things opening up, supplying their locations is pretty big. So hopefully, people can get out there and test that out as soon as. Uh, as soon as everything gets back to the new normal, as everyone's saying. Awesome. What else you got going on? Um, Nerd Street Gaming again. So they're teaming up with uh, the Immortals to, um, and they're partnering to launch an online esports summer camp. Um, the camp will run through June and July. It should last around a week, and it will cost around one hundred fifty dollars to participate. Well, that sounds pretty cool. Um... What else? I know you talked a little bit about um, the Comcast deal with Nerd Street. Is Comcast doing anything else in the esports world? 
Um, not that I, that, not that that was the big news, uh, was their business and their, their Wi-Fi partnering up with Nerdtree Gaming. And I think you're going to probably see them, uh, more frequently in the upcoming months, um, you know, supplying these different locations. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're going to see a lot more too, Jamie. We talked about this, um, you know, in the office the other day about these uh, e-camps, um, and how many of them are going to stop popping up? I, I think it's I think it's great. Um, I think it's important uh, that these these kids will be able to do these things, um, these virtual camps. Um, but it will be interesting to see how many of them pop up throughout the country. I, I agree. I think this is could be the new kind of summer camp special. I think more more teams, like you said, and more companies are going to be more apt to start running these type of things because they're going to hit a certain market that um, that hasn't been hit before. So it'll be cool to see what happens with their um, with their camp and anyone can participate and it's just, you know, to have some fun and get a little competition going. So uh, Jamie, that'll be great. What we'll do is we'll put a little, uh, we'll put the website down below. So anyone that is interested in the nursery gaming camp, um, they can get more information. Perfect. Perfect. Um, big news coming from League of Legends. So, and their online events and broadcasts and streams are now allowing sponsorships. So, uh, one of the big ones that I saw on some of the, the videos was MasterCard. Their banners for MasterCard all throughout the, uh, the different maps and, and, and different games, which is pretty cool. So, I think more teams, I mean, I know NHL is on as a franchise, but I think other, um, other games are going to start offering in-game sponsorships. So Jamie, that's really cool. So that they're actually now doing, they're going to do in-game sponsorships. They're going to be in-game signage. It's basically in-game product promotion. Right, right. And I've, I've seen it. Uh, the only one I've seen it, if you go to a hockey game, right, it's all along the boards. And NHL is really the only one that I've seen. They, they have like Tim Hortons and they have like one of the month where it'd be Kia or Toyota. But um, League of Legends is kind of like hopping aboard that train. So I'm sure others will follow World of Warcraft. However, whoever wants to get aboard will start to follow that trend. Yeah, and you know what? I, I think it's really smart because we know a lot of the physical venues and tournaments, um, at least for the next nine months or so, have slowed down, been canceled. So traditionally, these brands who would sponsor or be have physical presence at these events now they're getting their presence at these virtual events. So, we'll, Jamie, we'll have to keep an eye on that, and we'll have to kind of get an update once we get some data on, on how well these in-game sponsorships are doing. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how that pans out. And uh, last but not least, Face It. It's a production company and an independent platform for professional competitions. They'll be taking control of Rainbow Six Siege's competitions uh, to help kind of build their esports ecosystem to get a little more notice to the game. Well, that's great. Yeah, I love seeing a lot of merges and acquisitions and partnerships have been going on in the past several months. I think, I think a lot of people have had a lot of time on their hands to try to figure out some strategic relationships. So. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah, it should be interesting. It, it will, you know, I think it will work well for, for both platforms. Awesome. Well, Jamie, as always, you delivered. Um, you know, it's exciting. Summer is here. Um, so that's, we have all of that to look forward to. Um, you know, Jamie, until next week, um, we'll catch up with everybody. I do want to thank the community for tuning in this week. I hope all 
and everybody as well. And I want to also remind everyone, don't forget, we have thank you 2020 code that you can use for anything on our website. That's our little way of thanking you, the community. Everyone be well and peace. <laughs>